Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of the Sports Spectrum podcast with Liberty men's basketball coach Richie McKay is brought to you by Compassion International. This is your chance to sponsor a child and bring a hope more powerful than poverty to a child in need. Through the great work being done by Compassion International, their local church, and the love of a sponsor, that's where you come in, 1.8 million children and their families no longer struggle alone for basic needs like food, education, health care, and basic help. They are encouraged, sometimes for the first time, to dream, to imagine, to learn, and to grow. And where there was hardship, now there is hope. That's the great work being done by Compassion International. And if you're feeling that tugging, that little nudge to want to do more to help, what better way to do it than to release a child from poverty through Compassion International? Here's the website, compassion.com slash sports spectrum. One child at a time, more powerful than poverty. Compassion.com slash sports spectrum is the place to go and sponsor a child today. Today on the show, very excited to welcome Richie McKay, the Liberty men's basketball coach, to the podcast. And Richie has been with Liberty since 2015 as their head coach. Prior to that, he was with the University of Virginia and working with Tony Bennett, who we've had on this podcast as well, the head coach with Virginia. He was there from 2009 to 2015. But Coach McKay's journey through college basketball and coaching has been one that has seen him go through Portland State. Colorado State, Oregon State, New Mexico. He was even with Liberty for a short stint from 2007 to 2008, and now he's back. And Liberty is playing pretty good basketball this year. In fact, they're in first place in the Atlantic Sun Conference as of the recording of this podcast, February 11th. They are 21-5, 10-1 in the conference, 13-1 at home, and on a three-game winning streak playing great basketball and putting themselves in a very good position to make a run towards the conference title. And, of course, that means March Madness and the NCAA tournament, which would be a really neat thing to see Liberty playing in the big dance. And so it was great to talk to Coach McKay, and I found out prior to our interview that he listens to this podcast, which is always nice to find out that coaches are listening to the podcast and and getting some good nuggets from it. But Richie has a great story. His his journey as a coach is a really good one. His journey to faith is a really good one. And then he shares his story of helping lead his dad to faith in Christ right on his deathbed. And I, that wasn't planned. That wasn't part of my show prep for this interview. Uh, but he brought it up and I wanted to expand on it. And it turned out to be my favorite part of the whole podcast was how he led his dad to Christ right at the end of his life. Really good stuff here. Love talking to Coach McKay. So let's get to it. Take a listen to Richie McKay, Liberty men's basketball coach here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Coach, welcome to the show. Jason, the privilege is mine. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to you. And it's a good place to start as always right now. And your team's playing excellent basketball. It's February 11th that we're taping this. It's running a little later in the week, and you guys are already at 20 wins. Tell me about how you feel about your club right now. It has to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, whenever you uh, you have 
20 win, you, you kind of stamp it as a, a decent or a, a successful season. And sure. uh, Jason, I, I get the privilege of doing life with uh, a bunch of young men and some coaches that are just fabulous. I think uh, Liberty attracts a, a really, really neat individual because of its university's mission and its commitment to it. Uh, but, but also the, the community that exists on our campus. And we've just been able to, to draw some guys that wanted to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And, uh, I'm not sure if we, if we're over, over if we out talent many, but I do think that, you know, our guys are really bought into playing for one another and that's been neat to be a, a part of. I, I think if I were to describe us, we, we'd be like a body and, and although the eye gets a lot of attention, that eyelash, is really really important to the sight and uh, and and the ability to to uh, to look through the lens and and I think we've just got a bunch of guys that are just happy with being a part of the the body and it's kind of translated on the court of you know being able to sneak out a win or two. Yeah, you sneak out more than just a couple of them. You snuck out twenty one of them as of this taping, which has been great. You've been around this game a long time, Coach. I, I wonder what the difference is about this team. It's hard to compare of course, because you've, you've been on a lot of good teams and had a lot of success both as an assistant and as a head coach. What's different about this team, though? What makes it so unique from all the other teams that you've coached? This is why you're so good at your job, Jason. <laughs> you said you've been around a long time instead of, instead of saying coach as old as you are. <laughs> That's right. Um, I love that and I appreciate it. Yeah, I, you know, it's hard to compare teams from year to year. I think each season is is, uh, is, a, is a new chapter in your in your book, if you will, and uh, what, what I do love about this group that, that maybe have been similar to some of the teams that we coached at Virginia, because uh, I was on the ground floor at Coach Bennett's resurrection project at UVA, and uh, I, I marveled at his 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 commitment to stay true to the process. Hmm. Uh, he said at his press conference, "You got to get guys that you could lose with first. and and we we just copied that blueprint and took it to Lynchburg and uh, in our second stint here and. We really just tried to get guys that were, you know, that were really about something bigger than themselves. And uh, I think what's been neat about watching this group grow together, because we have three or four guys that have been into it, in it with us for three or four years, is seeing their development, their maturity, and uh, and how they've gone from maybe worried about individual stuff to now they're leading. And and I think it's just neat to be able to partner with them in this process and see that growth. And really, that's that's how I want to be judged. And and, and I hope I hope I share that uh, with with the, some of the men that have inspired me is is to just see just pursue growth just that that maturation process that we want to own I, I think I think it's been a privilege to watch our guys and, and be a part of that. So many of us, and, and even just in our walks of life, not just sports, uh, are so focused on the end product, but we forget about the process. That's obviously the the hashtag, the motto that the 76ers have developed in the NBA, but tell me about the process. You've kind of alluded to it a little bit, but about the process, maybe even the process of going through this season from the time you have your first practice to where you are here in mid-February. Yeah, I, I, I got this from Buzz Williams. He, he does some t-shirts and, and only however many people are in their family, get them, whether it's 30, 35, what have you. Uh, I adopted that idea and on that, on our first t-shirt, uh, we, we put on the back of it, trust the process which is the, the caption that the Sixers used, yeah. but we really wanted to illuminate the word trust. And, and I think for, for us, that means not being um, seduced into scoreboard based identity, 
or statistical identity because you're not starting, you're not as valuable. And, and that process of just pursuing growth, Jason, uh, again, I think it's the, the secret ingredient for us as believers because oftentimes, in, in, uh, I'm not sure how you grew up, but I know the way I grew up in playing sports and, and having um, having a, a dad that wasn't in the home, so to speak, and yep. uh, been a part of, you know, a, I won't say dysfunctional, but been a part of my, my own share of adversity. I was oftentimes uh, so interested in performing that when I didn't get the desired uh, performance or goal or whatever, it I would then fall into shame and that shame based identity can stick to you for a really long time. So what we're trying to do with our guys and our program is allow them to make a mistake, allow them to, to not fear failure. Uh, but also, uh, and on the front of that shirt, it says pursuit over perfection. Mm-hmm. Also be really invested in the pursuit. And, and if we, if we can just, we can just pursue, we're going to, we're going to be pleasing in his sight and we don't have to be perfect. He's I never required his children to be perfect, but he does want want to be pursued. And I think if we can if we can carry that over not only in our our basketball, our athletic lives, but also in our spiritual pursuits, I think we'll be well served. Richie McKay is our guest here on the Sports Spectrum podcast, a Liberty men's basketball coach. Coach, what are the in terms of your faith? Liberty, obviously, what they stand for, uh, putting Christ first, and, and unashamedly putting Him out there. I love that, obviously, and I think that's one of the things that you and I can mutually share about here is how our our, our jobs are able to incorporate that faith in an yeah. environment that is conducive to that. But before we talk about that specific thing, I want to just find out about your faith journey. In a nutshell, can you share kind of how your walk with the Lord began? Sure. I, as I mentioned, uh, I'll I grew up with uh, four or five stepdads in my home. I, I never really uh, wanted them to be my dad because I just wanted to be like my dad, who was more of a distance father. Mm. He passed away in 2000. He, he ended up uh, knowing the Lord on the last day of his life, and I got to be a part of it. But wow. uh, I really tried to to model my life after him. My dad was very well-educated, very successful athletically, and I just wanted to be like him. Well, uh, when I was 18... Uh, I had pursued a, a college scholarship um, all of all of my days since I can remember because uh, that's what my dad did. And finally, I got an offer. And uh, and I remember feeling at the end of my senior year and after I committed to, to play for, it was actually the College of Idaho, um, I, I thought, man, is this it? Like, And while, while I was in that process, I was reading a book called The Power for Living, and uh, it just talked about how to, have a, how to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And mm. on my bed, with no fanfare, I just prayed to, to, for forgiveness and to ask him into my life. And honestly, Jason, there was, there was no lightning bolts. Uh, I didn't hear any thunder. Yeah. Uh, but I did, I did immediately feel a peace. And, uh, and I would describe it as just walking into this huge ma- uh, mansion and, and just opening the door. And I, I felt like, I would just, I was just opening the door to something that was really grand. And, uh, and throughout, that was when I was 18 and I'm 53 now. So throughout that 35 years now, it's just, uh, it's been an exploration process in going into each room of his house. And that's how I came to know the Lord. And he, he called me into coaching. I was playing professionally and, uh, and I got an opportunity to be a head coach at a, in a, with a team in New Zealand. Mm. And, uh, and ever since then, I've been in this profession and, 
I feel privileged to be a part of it. It, it really is. It's not work. It's uh, it's a calling, and, and I love having the opportunity to do this. It's a great story. I wonder if you could share another story because you alluded to it quickly, and uh, obviously our time is limited. So if it's too long of a story, please speak up. But I know everybody listening is probably wondering about the story about your dad. You said he came to faith in Christ on the last day of his life. Can you expand on that, share about that a little bit? Yeah, so my father, uh, Evans Joseph McKay, he, he worked himself out of a very impoverished situation, um, went to the University of New Mexico, which is where I wanted to go to school, ultimately ended up coaching there. Yeah. And uh, he, he was just very successful professionally. My dad was a good man. He was so polite, so considerate, so generous, uh, and everyone loved him. But he was he was always questioning the faith and and in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, when I got married, um, my dad had three boys, no girls, but he noticed how different my wife, Julie was. And I, I think Julie really started to, just because of her, who she is and, and who her soul is, she, she started to really minister to my dad and it softened his heart. Well, mm. he told me that, uh, that he had stage four cancer about mm, six months before he passed away. And, and uh, and he and he hid it from me because he knew how it would affect me. We were very close, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and and you know, going, watching him go from a really healthy, uh, athletic, energetic, uh, enthusiastic individual to a shell of himself. He was just skin and bones at, when he when he passed. But yeah. watching him go through that was really really hard, and. Uh, uh, I got a call from his best friend and said, Hey, you probably need to get here. And I was on the road recruiting and I really can't tell you how I got there. I don't remember anything about the flight. All I remember is walking into my dad's house in Redondo beach, California, and seeing the look on my dad's best friend's wife's face. She was there too. Hmm. And that was a look of death. And I walked in the room and he was hooked up to this breathing machine. And I saw the apparatus going up and down. And by the time I got there, my dad could not talk, and uh, and and I knew I knew for a long time he wanted to to pray to receive Christ, and uh, so but he he still had movement in his in his hands and his limbs, and and he could look me in the eye, and uh, I just I just asked him, Dad, do you want to know Jesus uh, now? And 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 he looked at me, and I said, if you if you do, just just blink or or squeeze my hand, and he did both, wow. and uh, and that that was the process of. Him knowing knowing uh, Jesus before he passed away, he passed away the next morning, mm. and uh, and I think his soul was just at rest. So uh, that was the story. Mm. That's so powerful. I think so many of us have relatives, including myself, with my own dad, who aren't walking with the Lord yet. Who are you know my dad's still alive, but just hoping and praying someday that that kind of comes to fruition, and it might even just be the last day, like it did with your dad, Coach. That's a that's a really mm. great story. Jason, I heard a little bit about your situation and, and your relationship with your father. I know it's in the book, and I'm excited to read it. Mm. Uh, but I, I would share this. I, I was at the Final Four one year, and uh, this pastor named Donnell Jones was was speaking to a, a group of coaches and their families at, at a little worship service. And, and this is for all the dads out there. No matter how many times you feel like you've messed up or you've blown it, um, he said every young boy— and he says, and I'm talking ex- specifically to the to the male gender, but uh, every young boy needs three things from his dad. He needs approval, he needs acceptance, and he needs affirmation. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And man, when I heard that, I, I instantly thought of my own two boys, but also the kids that we've been entrusted to coach. And I just thought, man, if, if, if they don't have a dad that they're getting this from, yeah. it's so imperative that we take the time to approve them, to accept them and to affirm them. And honestly, that's what my dad did in my life. He did all three of those things, even though he was, he was in our home. And, uh, if not for him, my life wouldn't be the same, but also, also I'm inspired by that privilege of being a father, being a coach. Cause I think, I think we men are, are supposed to lead and, uh, I, I love having the privilege of doing it. That's really good. Coach, you're around a lot of young men. Um, you talked about sort of the, the needs of every boy that you coach and all that. But I wonder for you, your approach to how you've gone about being intentional with regards to your faith and how that may be changed, having worked for, for many other universities, then went to Liberty and then went to Virginia as an associate with Coach Bennett, as you alluded to, and then back to Liberty. I wonder, has your approach with how intentional you were about your faith changed or was it always something you incorporated in the way that you coach? based upon, you know, having been in a place like Virginia compared to a place like Liberty? Yeah, terrific question. We uh, have always been unashamed of who I am in Christ. And uh, when I was at the University of New Mexico, again, that was my my dream job and where my dad played. So I was so privileged to be afforded that opportunity. I I think uh, I was was way more intentional about wearing my faith on my sleeve and and, uh, in that day and age and in that community, it certainly uh, may have turned some people off. And and I learned a great deal from that. There was an article that was in the paper, J.R. Giddens, a young man that we uh, got the transfer from the University of Kansas, yeah. uh, said in the paper that he came to Liberty because uh, Coach McKay uh, was going to help him become a, a, a more godly individual and take him to church and read the Bible with him. And uh, for whatever reason, it was a lightning ride to controversy. We were in the paper, in the, on the front page of the paper. We we had a character coach, a chaplain that got investigated about you know proselytization of your faith and yeah. church and state separation. And I got invited to do all these national TV shows. So it was, and it was it was really traumatic. But uh, but but I, I knew that no weapon formed against us would prosper, and we. But I did learn that there was a time and a place, and hopefully uh, it spurred a, a little bit more of just having a light behind the message, but but not being uh, afraid to share it when, when led uh, by God's Spirit in me. So uh, so I went from there to Liberty, and it was it was night and day. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jerry Falwell Sr. said, what, what would get you fired at some places would get you hired at Liberty, and <laughs> I, right. I laughed at that, but uh, he was sincere. Yeah. And uh, and then I went to Virginia, and I worked for Tony Bennett as an assistant coach. Jason, you're just yeah, – I know my title said associate, but I, I, really I, I'm, I was no different than the other guys that served faithfully. And uh, I just think you, you have a – I had some mind space uh, that got cleared out from not having the burden of the head coaching responsibilities, and I just kind of recommitted and, and was reinvigorated by just having the individual relationships with guys. And that, that really blessed me because I, I, I became much more transformational. I learned a lot about myself. And then I had a phenomenal example in Tony Bennett. Even though he was younger than me mm. or is younger than me, uh, that guy is just – However much acclaim he receives for being uh, the, the kind of coach he is, and he's he's a phenomenal X and O basketball coach. He is a, a tremendous man, and and I think part of the reason he's that is because of his wife Laurel and his 
his dad, Dick, Dick and, and, uh, and, and Ann Bennett, uh, Tony's parents are two of the neatest people that I've ever met. And he served as a mentor from a, from a long distance for me and having a chance to get to work with his son really helped me grow my faith. And I watched Tony, how calculative he was of, of taking the opportunities to share when, when he felt like it was appropriate. And, uh, sometimes he just had a light behind the message. So, but being back at Liberty, as, as you well know, there's such a freedom in it. And, uh, I, I just think we, we get afforded a neat opportunity and God's allowed me to be at this place under some phenomenal leadership that, uh, I, I think I can, I can be who I am and, uh, and, and take advantage of opportunities when they present. And then of course, you know, with having success on the court in the way that they are, that allows the platform to increase and allows you to be able to to, to share that light to others. Coach, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us. My last question for you is one, if you've heard our podcast, as you told me beforehand, so you may know where I'm going here, but what are you learning from the Lord right now? You know, you can consistently be fed in him every single day, but he's got you in a season right now where you are. What's he teaching you? What are you learning from God? Yeah, I've, I've heard that question answered a few times <laughs> on your podcast because I'm a fan of it. And uh, I, I would just say, I'm in the season, Jeremy, I felt that you, the Giants pitcher that you've had on before. Yes. Uh, I have the privilege of being in this cohort with him, the, uh, this true face ministry that is fabulous. Well, part of the, the, the pillars of the foundation of some of their, their ministries teaching is the importance of, of first trusting God. And it's really easy to say. Like it, it, it really is. But yeah. I think the true measure of that is, is maybe when, you're going through a tough time or, or you want to be self-sufficient or you don't get what you want. Um, I heard it said one time that three things usually jam us up our sin, other people's sin against us and unmet expectation. Mm. And, and can we really trust God in those moments? So I think for me, I'm, I'm just learning no matter what the circumstance, can I really live out of what his word says about me? Cause he does say, I'll never leave you or, or forsake you. And it does say in Hebrews 11, six without faith, without trust, it's impossible to please him. So yeah. I'm trying to live out of that. And when I do, I do it a lot better when I'm trusting others with my life and, uh, and seeing and inspired by the way they're living. So I think that would be it for me, Jason, but man, thank you for, for having me on. It's a privilege. I love what you do. And I hope sports spectrum gets in every home or every office or every car or every phone throughout the, the world. Cause I really appreciate the impact that you're making on the kingdom. Yeah, Coach, I appreciate that, and we really do thank you for your time. I know it's uh, it's very generous of you, and we wish you nothing but the best. Hopefully we're watching you in March and, and even further. So thanks again, Coach. Thank you. Many thanks to Richie McKay, the Liberty men's basketball coach, for joining us here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. Richie's not on Twitter from what I can see, but the Liberty men's basketball program is, so we'll give them a shout-out, at LibertyMBB, at LibertyMBB. Good place to follow them on Twitter and keep tabs on this team that has a very good shot at going far in the Atlantic Sun Conference Tournament and making it to the big dance. March Madness. It's almost that time of year again. College basketball taking center stage in the sports world. Many thanks to Richie McKay for being a part of this podcast. Love talking to him. What a great story. Fun interview. Want to get him back on and even go a little deeper when you only have 15, 20 minutes for an interview, it's hard to to go too deep in, in these interviews. But I thought he did a tremendous job kind of tackling some issues that um, I really wanted to talk about with him. And then going to a place where I was not expecting, that was not in the show prep, and that's the story of his dad 
and how Coach McKay led his father to Christ right before his death. It's a powerful story from a guy who had a has a relationship with his own father that's a little strained, and it's better now, certainly, uh, but had its uh, problems going back to the past. That was encouraging to me, and I hope it's encouraging to you as well. So thanks to Richie McKay for being a part of this podcast. We also want to thank Compassion International for sponsoring this podcast and allowing you and me to help release a child from poverty. One of the great things that we do in our family is sponsor a child through Compassion International. It's $38 a month, and it might be the best $38 we spend every single month. Seriously. Food, education, medical care, and vocational training, and releasing a child from poverty and giving them hope. I mean, that's what it's about. These children deserve to have hope. And you and I can make that difference through Compassion International. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum and sponsor a child today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sports underscore spectrum. You can follow along with us on our YouTube channel as well and subscribe there. Lots of great content and videos on the intersection of sports and faith. And all of our content can be found at sportspectrum.com where for just $18, you can subscribe to the Sports Spectrum magazine. It's a quarterly magazine. Plus, we have a couple bonus issues that will just find their way into your mailbox as well as a subscriber. It's $18. Again, what a deal. Maybe the best deal around for four issues of the Sports Spectrum magazine. $18. Go to sportspectrum.com and subscribe to the magazine today. We'll see you next time here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day.